0: Welcome to the InfoSec career video series. This set of short videos will provide a brief look inside cybersecurity careers and the experience needed to enter them. Today, I'll be speaking to InfoSec skills author, John Wagnon, about the role of secure coder. So let's get into it. Welcome, John. Hey, Chris,
1: it's great to be here.
0: Great to have you. So John, let's start with the basics. Uh, Even if the job title might seem obvious, what exactly does a secure coder do? What are the day-to-day tasks?
1: Yeah well, not to state the obvious, but a secure coder codes securely, Chris. Yes, no. <laughs> um, so and in fact, kind of you know no no, uh, no joking aside, I guess. Mm-hmm. secure coding is really just coding. it's it's software programming, you know, software development, yep. but it's doing that in a secure way. And I would just say here right at the start, um, you should you should code in a secure way, uh, or maybe
0: <laughs> maybe maybe to
1: say it differently, you should never write a program that is that is not secure, right? So there mm-hmm. there are ways to do that, um, and just just maybe a couple of points on that. Sure, you know the world. The world has changed and is and continues to change. There's uh, there's new processes like you'll see or you'll hear about these processes like CI/CD. This is the continuous integration, continuous delivery. Right. Um, and so you know what what some companies have done, companies that are moving this direction, and a lot of them are with more modern you know processes and technologies. Is that you know you used to have maybe a software development team that would write you know some code. Uh, one day, and then they would kick it over to the quality assurance team. And then the quality assurance team would take some time and they would look at it and then over to the security team. And then finally it would reach maybe some kind of testing, you know, platform and finally into production where it's live online. Mm -hmm. Well, now that whole process has been just like, you know, compressed into, I mean, some companies I've I've seen some, some of these really, you know, software or online, you know, streaming platforms, that kind of thing are, are, uh, are moving code into production, literally, you know, every few seconds, like new yeah. code is moving into production. Yeah. So that's how fast things are going. And so um, so anyway, so that's kind of the world we live in. But
0: right, um,
1: but yeah, so it's and and I guess maybe another another up, another couple of uh things that I would point out in terms of secure coder or what does a coder do? Obviously, you mm-hmm. need to know computer programming languages, right? Yes. There's things like C sharp or Python is really popular. Yep. Go is a really fast, like really, really cool fairly new one java there's things like that that you could get to know um and you know in some companies have have teams that will say hey we need we need this certain application or we need this certain you know thing done right so then they'll mm-hmm. they'll have a they'll have a software development team that they will that they will have you know just on staff and then that team will write the application um, for that specific company, right? Mm-hmm. Other companies are like, "Hey, we're just going to write applications." I'll pick on like, you know, Instagram or Twitter or PayPal, okay.
0: or mm-hmm. DoorDash
1: mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Well, right. they they actually, I mean, if we pick on Instagram, right? Um, then they they actually write the program, they write the application, Instagram, and then other people come in and use that thing. So they have a team of developers that you know they're constantly pouring over that application that. That web-based application to to write it, um, and and they're using languages like what I said, like Python and Go and C Sharp and all that. Um, and so, um, so anyway, so that's you know, so the world, the world of a of a coder or a secure coder is to create those applications using those different languages, right. uh, programming languages, to to do all kinds of crazy things in this world. So it's a it's a good place to be.
0: Yeah. So I was going to say, I, just just for my own understanding here, it yeah. sounds like. You know, I I think when people hear secure coding as a class or becoming a secure coder that they think, well, Instagram has actual coders who are making the Instagram app and then secure coders come in afterwards and Mm. add the secure. But what you're saying is that it's more of an add on to the concept of coding, right?
1: Yes. And in fact... um there's this other term that you may hear in these, in these circles called the Mm -hmm. software development life cycle. You know, if you can think of like from the creation all the way to where one day it's like, we're not, we're not using that code anymore. Um, And so you'll also hear hear a term that some people will say, and that is shift left, which, you know, you can debate, you know, Hey, do we want, what does that mean anything or whatnot? But basically (laughs) the thing that you're describing, it's a great point is, that maybe historically you would have a team that's like, hey, I just want to get this thing working, you know, whatever this thing is. We'll pick on Instagram again, right? Mm-hmm. I just want it to work. I don't care yeah. how secure it is. I just need it to whatever. And yeah. then you would have the people come in later and say, hey, let's make, let's lock this thing down, whatever. Um, But now, now you want to, you want to. Uh, when we say shift left, you shift the security conversation to the left, which means earlier in the process yes. so right from the design left to
0: right development progress yeah yeah correct yeah i mean mm-hmm. if you're looking
1: at a timeline like day 1 and day you know mm-hmm. x whatever mm-hmm. let's let's talk about security even before we even start writing the first bit of code right so right. let's design it into it some people have described it as the security is baked into the application yeah. Rather than bolt it on, you know, after uh, as an afterthought. Right. So. Right. um, So, yeah. So I would say certainly today and and frankly, this should have been how it was the whole time. If you're a developer, you need to be thinking about the secure coding practices Mm -hmm. from day one. You know, so uh, so it's not a it's not a hey, let's come in after and sort of fix it up. Yeah. That's a great point, though
0: okay so let's let's talk about uh, the sort of how to's how does how does one become a secure coder are there experiences yeah. that they need to become one are there education or certifications that sort of yeah. move you in this direction
1: great yeah great question so one you need to know how to program right so those mm-hmm. programming languages I talked about whether you know it's go or Java or Python or whatever right. right and there's a there's a bunch of them um I would say pick one if you if like if you're just getting started, Pick one of those. Okay. Python is a great one to start with. Go is a is a really good one. Um, although, frankly, you, you can't almost you almost can't go wrong if you'll just yeah. pick one and get to know it. Right. Right. Um, and then what you could do, you could certainly take like online classes. You could sign up for InfoSec. Right. Learn all mm-hmm. kinds of good stuff. Um, and so, but then there's also uh, one thing I was going to point out is there's open source projects, and and what I mean by hmm. open source projects is you've got all these companies out there. Mozilla is one of them, for example. Right. Um, although there's stuff like uh, the the pandas uh, package. There's Visual Studio Code. There's yeah. a bunch. If you just type in open source project on on Google and just say hey, what's out there? Effectively, what's happened is you've got all these companies that have these these you know, different software developments going on, you know, all over the place. Yeah. And they have they have said, hey, open community, like just world community out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'll pick one of these, then you can just grab it and start working on it and start creating mm-hmm. a solution, right? Mm-hmm. And you can write it in, you know, whatever. Maybe there's some that they're like, hey, you need to write this in Python or Go or whatever. But maybe there's some that's like, hey, if you'll just fix it, you know, use whatever language you want. And yeah. then you can submit that into the company and say, "Hey, this is my solution for that open right. source project, that open source you know problem that you that you posted out there, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would they would maybe accept that, or maybe they would accept part of it, or maybe they'd say, "Hey, you got a couple of problems here. Let's kind of you know let's polish that up." And then yeah, and then you would become a contributor, right? You would become right. a part, you know, a creator of that project, and that would be awesome. But then that's also something you could take to an employer and say, Hey, employer, future employer, look at the work I've done. Right. And it's all for, it's all free. I mean, you have to, of course, use your time and effort to do the project, but it would be well worth your time. So, um, so anyway, and then, and you asked about like degrees and certifications. Sure. Certainly you could get a degree, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, there's computer science, computer engineering, you know, software engineering, that kind of stuff that you could totally go and do, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, there's other there's there's other certifications uh, like the uh, Security Plus is one certification, CISSP mm-hmm. is one, the the yep. Certified Ethical Hacker, the CEH. Yep. Uh, there's other ones if you're kind of leaning toward the cloud. There's like uh, AWS and Azure have different developer and architecture uh, certifications. Right. Um, there's Kubernetes, which that's a that's a whole other conversation, but Kubernetes oh, yeah. has a different certification. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, so there's a lot of different certifications you could get. So I would say there's no, there's no one magic path. There's no one, you know, yellow brick road you must follow sure. in order to, in order to arrive. You can, you don't have to have a degree, but yeah. it's and not a bad thing if you do, right? So and there's, yeah.
0: there's not necessarily a, a, secure coder certification either. Like when you're, when you're taking yeah. the sort of secure coder path here uh, on InfoSec skills, what you're getting is sort of a set of principles. That's exactly right.
1: right. Okay. that is that's exactly right. Yeah, um, and in fact, yeah, some people, you know, so yeah, to your point, you're not going to go out to the, you know, ISC squared or the CompTIA or whatever and say, "Hey, yeah. give me the secure coder path." That's that's not necessarily a thing right now, but it's more of a it's more of a set of practices, a, a set of principles that you mm-hmm. would employ that you would use as you write code, right? Right. Um and so that's a, yeah, it's, a, it's exactly right. Great point.
0: Okay, so um I guess this, the, my question here is, what skills does a secure coder need to do their, well, their job well? But I, I guess the larger question is, what skills does a coder need to do their job well? Like, what are yeah. it, it, you know? I, I, I've always been like absolutely terrified of the idea of ever having to do <laughs> app development or coding or whatever. So, like, yeah. what are the what are the hard and soft skills that you need? What what is the sort of like disposition of people who, who do this stuff well like uh, where are the where are the, the the leaders coming from
1: yeah no that's a great question that's a great question you mm-hmm. mentioned hard and soft skills I would say both. Um, so maybe we'll soft we'll start, we'll start with the soft skills Mm -hmm. and these are good. I don't care, man, I don't care what job you have, you know, if you're a coder or if you're a, you know, whatever, right. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to work well with people. You need to work well on a team. Um, most of the time, if you're a, if you're a software developer, you're going to be part of a team, whether you're the leader of that team, or maybe you're just one of the workers on that team, whatever. Um, but very typically, regardless of what application you're developing or you're creating, you're going to be part of a team. And so, you know, the. The powers that be are going to say, "Hey, we need this thing," and inevitably, people have opinions. And you yeah. know, in the IT world, people can have very strong opinions. Um, and so, you know, so there may be some, or maybe a little bit of internal infighting there. It's like, "No, we really have to do this thing. No, we, you know, this thing is better, whatever, right?" Mm-hmm. So, you need to be able to resolve conflict, or at least be able to work in that. Environment, you know, where there may be some conflict that arises, and how are you going to how are you going to handle that? How are you going to help with that? Right? Right. So those are those are very good skills to have. But then, of course, you need the technical skills of you know the programming languages like we just talked about. You need to know how those work. Like you can't you can't just be a great people person and be like, okay, man, I'm going to create the application. You got to know how to write the code. Mm -hmm. And so so writing the code is is very important. And you know, going back to that open source uh, idea. Or, you know, whatever it is, or maybe you can show different things, projects you've done if you've taken online classes or whatever, but just to build that, you know, that knowledge set of how right. to write, you know, how to write code. Um, and so you, you absolutely need to have that. But then I would I would also mention this is kind of more of a soft skill as well, but just a curiosity about the job. So mm-hmm. um, I think that that definitely helps. Many people I've talked to just in my circles have said, hey, the, the curiosity of like, how does this work? Or what if I did that? Or, you know, what's the art of the possible if I were to try this little thing or whatever? Yeah, I think that is absolutely, um, you know, that would, I I won't say it's essential, but it's a really good thing to have, you know, in terms of what do you need to do? or What do you need to have to do your job? Well, so those are those are a few things I would mention.
0: I love it. Uh, so, what are some common tools, electronic or otherwise, that secure coders use? I mean, I'm assuming yeah. obviously you have to know the platforms, but are there any sort of secure coding specific tracking tools, testing tools, anything like that that you yep. know about?
1: Absolutely, yeah. There's so there's a whole bunch. I mean, if you could imagine, you know, if I were building a house or whatever, you know, what kind of tools mm-hmm. do I need? Well, I need a saw and in, you know a screwdriver yeah. and a hammer yeah. and whatever, right? So there's a thousand tools out there to help you do your job well. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, the programming languages that we talked about—that's that's one of the just basic tools that you need. Sure. Mm-hmm. But then, kind of, kind of on top of that, it's like, all right, well, how do I how do I use this thing? I can sit here and write, you know, a few lines of code. There are, and you mentioned this, or we kind of alluded to this before. There are some different standards, some security standards that have been written out there. A couple of examples are uh, the OWASP has a secure framework that's mm-hmm. called the Application Security Verification Standard, the ASVS. And that's okay. a really good standard that you could use um, that says, hey, when you write code, these are things you need to think about or that you need to employ as you write that code. So ASVS mm-hmm. is a really good one. Uh, the NIST, um, the US government NIST organization has one called the Secure Software Development Framework, the SSDF. Yes. That's another good one you could you could uh you know utilize as you write your code, right? Mm-hmm. So Again, these are guides. These are standards that as you are writing the code, this is telling you, hey, do this, don't do that sort of, a you know, idea so that you're not introducing vulnerabilities as you write the code. Right. Um, a few others that I would just throw out there. And I mean, we could spend hours on each one of these. Oh, right? Of course. Just, yeah. Just to kind of give a an awareness there's those CICD. You remember I was talking about the mm-hmm. continuous, you know, delivery, the continuous kind of idea. This yeah. code is being put into production all the time. There's right. a lot of tools that are used around that because it's like, hey, how do I, how in the world do I even make that happen? Yeah. Um, there are some popular repositories like GitHub and GitLab. Those are a couple yep. of different ones. Uh, Jenkins is a really good, uh, really popular tool that you'll hear about. Um, VS Code is a is a uh, is a tool that you can use as you're writing your code. It's just really cool. You know, it it, it makes all the all the text line up and makes it you know color coded and it just makes oh, it really wow. nice and neat. You know, so that's really mm-hmm. cool. And, you, and VS Code does a whole lot of stuff. Um, another thing to throw out there is uh, is uh, project tracking tools like Jira is a, is mm, a yeah. popular one. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine if you've got a team writing a writing an application, writing code. Um, and they say, Hey, you know, I just made this little update. How? how it, what version are we on now? Right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's everybody's doing their little piece in part and man, how do you keep that version control? And, yeah. and so that's what, so some of that JIRA project tracking, yeah. um, does that. Um,
0: right. Also I, hoping that you have a really good project manager on your team. <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely. That's another yeah. one of those career paths that you can yeah. take. that's exactly right. For sure. Um, and then I would mention too, just generally speaking, API development. So the application mm, yeah. programming interface, the APIs are king today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got you know restful APIs, you've got you know all the, the older school like SOAP version of APIs. Um, but anyway, API development is uh, is another area that if you just wanted to kind of dip your toe in that, you would man, there's all kinds of opportunities. Um, and then from a security things, a couple that I would mention. Uh, just, you know, obviously you need to, you need to develop in a secure way as you're writing the code, but then you can come in after the fact and just make sure like, hey, let me, let me test this thing. Let me run it through some kind of a testing tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's uh dynamic and static um, application security testing, DAST and SAS tools that can help you with security testing. So it's like, hey, let me come kind of, you know, interrogate your code and see if it's actually yeah. secure. Um, and so those are, those are a couple of things that I would, you know, I know that was kind of a laundry list there that I mentioned. Yeah, no, no. That, those are tools that you'll hear about, you know, or that you would use in, yeah. in your job, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that that ties into with, with like you said, the sort of open source GitHub mm-hmm. type thing of, I think a lot of this, you know, apart from learning basic principles, uh, one of the things I think is going to be very uh, interesting about this to our listeners is that they can kind of work at this at their own speed without someone mm-hmm. looking over their shoulder uh, yeah. and like sort of, uh, you know their job being on the line if they don't get this right. You can just you can just sit there all night if you need to, and and just kind of tinker and tinker and tinker until you see uh-huh. like oh I figured it out. And I think that's probably pretty exciting. So, um, oh. mo- moving on from that, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. uh, what are some other roles you can move into from secure coder? What what's the mobility like in this? Where where what are some some common pivot points from from this type of coding into other areas of security?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the the whole cybersecurity world, you know, Mm -hmm. call it what you will, just this whole security world in in the computer, you know, space Mm -hmm. is a massive place. And there's so many different opportunities available. So, you know, a software developer is in high demand today. There's no doubt about it. So if anybody is looking for a job and wants to get into that, that is, I mean, you'll get hired, you know, don't, don't hold me to that, but I bet you'll get hired pretty quick, you know? Right. Um, and then, uh, and so, you know, if you start out, let's say you start out, you know, you do a couple of open source projects and you're getting good at coding a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you get hired on. Then from there, you know, I talked about a lot of times you work in a team. So maybe you'll kind of work right. your, your way up and you'll be the team leader of that of that development team, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one place. Um, but then, you know, you can kind of start to move laterally in different organizations mm. or just around the space and start to say, right. well, hey, Maybe I want to do some of the some of the testing. Maybe I want to do like pen testing, penetration testing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got a good background in, in coding and in application development. Yeah. So now if I come in as a pen tester, I'm you probably going to know, hey, this is how you wrote that code. And so I'm going to try to like poke holes in it. Right? You
0: know where the vulnerabilities are. Yeah, exactly. That's
1: it. That's mm-hmm. it. exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, and then you could start to get into more of the design, that would be another place, like some security architect roles or, you yep. know, solution developer roles, that kind of thing, yep. um, where you're starting to take a step back and say, okay, hey, as an organization, um, we're going to put this application, you know, in some location, maybe we're going to, you know, it's going to be cloud-based or maybe it's on-prem and some kind of data center, maybe it's a hybrid approach or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, public-private cloud, who knows, right? And so... Maybe you step into a role where you're starting to look at that and say, "Okay, I know how this application was built. I know what was used to build it, um, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna help you know guide this organization on where it needs to be placed or what the infrastructure needs to look like." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so those would be maybe a few different places to go. And but again, there are hundreds, maybe probably thousands of different. Yeah places you could go um you know in in this role i mean once you're kind of in that world right and especially if you do a good job then i mean i think it's the sky's the limit you know your employer is gotcha. probably going to be like hey we have this massive need you know and you're an awesome employee so will you come kind of do this thing too and, right and, and i think you probably if you do a really good job you may find yourself in a position where you're like man i can't possibly take all these jobs you know so yeah. which one do i want right, right. so it's a good place
0: well, to the, as we wrap up here today, for our listeners who are ready to get started in secure coding, what's something they can do right after they turn off this video that'll move them towards that goal?
1: Yeah, I would say if you don't know a programming language, go start to dig into that. You know, mm-hmm. Google up Python, Go, C Sharp, you know Java, whatever, yeah. um, and just start to start to learn the language. Right. Also, look for those open source projects and uh, pick up pick one that's kind of that low hanging fruit, maybe that easy, you know, easy one that you could get some experience. Yeah. Um, with. And then I think that would kind of put you on that launch pad to, to greatness, you know, so it, it'd be a good place to start.
0: Beautiful. John Wagnon, thank you so much for your time and insights today. My pleasure. And, and thank you all for watching this uh, mini episode. If you'd like to know more about other cybersecurity job roles, please check out the rest in InfoSec's career video series. Uh, until then, we'll see you soon. Yeah.